Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 102 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, minions. There is a huge delay between this phone call, and that is because I am from the great state of Alaska in a garage that is hot as hell, because I am almost going to guarantee you that our weather has been hotter than your weather. Wait, wait, I thought you were in the place where it's all icebergs and snow. I well, we're getting to that. There, there is some of that, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm sweating to death right now. Um, but that's what I'm up to. We always start off with what you're up to, and I'm pretty interested because this week's been pretty entertaining in political news. And you guys are like political junkies, where I'm like literally don't give a shit. So what's going on, Tim? So if you were ever gonna watch politics, this is the year to do it. I'm gonna try to remain like. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to lie, I watched a little bit last night, and holy shit, our new first lady is hot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why he picked her, let's let's be clear. Yep. Um, he's got a record of picking hot women, That's if there's one thing in common with all three. Um, so, what I'm talking about is, my wife especially is a political junkie, I kind of am, but not to her level, but right now, um, as we're recording, we're in the middle of the Republican National Convention. And it has been a very entertaining convention. Like, most of the time, they're pretty boring. They're just people standing up and delivering speeches, rah-rah. But this is a very volatile convention. At one point, um, the entire Colorado delegation got up and walked out. The funny thing was... <laughs> the funny thing was they walked out at 420. And you know what they just... no, You know what they just passed there, right? Oh, the, the freaking smoking marijuana. Right. And I, I don't think that was intentional, but it's just funny. All sorts of little, yeah, all sorts of little things like that. So before the convention even opened up, um, Stephen Colbert kind of crashed it. He had like a Hunger Games outfit. Have you seen any of the Hunger Games? Oh, mo- dear God! Have you seen the Hunger Games movies? Oh yeah. So you know the announcer with the flamboyant uh, suit and yeah, the, yeah. and the bright hair. I think his name is Caesar something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he was dressed up like that, wandering around the convention floor, which was mostly empty because it wasn't open yet, holding a stuffed, oh, shit. Holding a stuffed weasel. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And he went up to the, uh, to the podium and, and announced the, uh, the opening of the um, Hunger Power Games, I think he called it. He has formed an alliance with Indiana Governor Mike Pence. Sorry, I blacked out there for a moment. So it is my honor to hereby launch and begin the 2016 Republican National Hungry for Power Games! Look, look, I know I'm not supposed to be up here, but let's be honest, neither is Donald Trump. So that, <laughs> before he was dragged off the stage, that's pretty hilarious. Um, then, Trump broke tradition in a big way. Usually... The whole, yes, he did. The convention is all about picking a, a nomination for president, right? So lots of people give speeches. The delegates all stand up and say, we represent, you know, Idaho, blah, blah, blah. And we vote for blah, blah, blah. And the president doesn't even show himself until the last day. Like the second to last day, the vice president nominee will say something. No, Trump shows up on the first day, like with a white screen behind him. Kind of reminded me of the Kojima um, E3 entrance, honestly. But Stark White behind him with Queen um, We Are the Champions playing behind him. And Dude. So totally broke tradition there and also did not make Queen happy at all. Um, <laughs> Queen tweeted uh, something that got 14,000 retweets. 
It says, an unauthorized use at the Republican convention against our wishes. So. <laughs> well, I mean, he had the obvious to have paid somebody to do that. It's entirely. Get the it, rights to it. I would hope so, and artists don't always have um, complete control they over They don't the, have the rights to their music sometimes. Like Prince does. Like, you still can't listen to Prince on Spotify or, um, you know, any streaming music service, even after he's dead. But, Yeah. That was pretty funny. Just his grand entrance um, right at the beginning. That's insane. Pretty uh, definite spectacle. You have to see the video, really, to appreciate it. Um, but then, like you said, he introduced his hot wife, um, Melina? Melia? Something like that. Who knows? I really don't care about her name. Let's call her Melanie, because it looks kind of like that. I know it's wrong, but um, he had a pretty short speech. Um, she speaks like, I think, seven languages. English is not her first language, but she was totally understood. She's not... Let, let's... Let's say that right off the bat. She's not a born American. She's an immigrant. I'm trying not to be political. I'm just trying to describe the spectacle. You're, you're baiting me right now. Okay. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. You're right. Um, so someone has made a mashup of her speech right next to Michelle Obama's 2008 speech. and you. Can- They're pretty identical. You cannot say it's coincidence. Like, somebody literally just copied big chunks of that speech and handed it to her right before the convention. But Brock and I were raised with so many of the same values. That you work hard like, for what you want You work life. hard for what you that want That your word life. is your bond. That your word is you your bond. You that you do what you say you're going to do. That you treat, that people, treat people with respect. With Dignity and respect, even if you don't know them, and even if you don't agree with them. Yes. Then she finished it with an epic Rick roll, you know, like the uh, Rick Astley, the Never Gonna Let You Up. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was pretty hilarious to me. What, what, she actually Rick rolled, or she, like, did something like that? Um, you should play this clip. That's, okay, that it's pretty close. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was just one like icing on the cake after the whole. It was just funny. Wow, that's insane. So I've had hashtag American politics. Hell yeah! Had way more fun uh, watching uh, politics with the wife and drinking than than a normal person should have. So that's probably the most exciting thing for my week, other than the games I've been playing, which we'll talk about later. So, what are you... Oh, but nice. That's cool. You, on the other hand, of having, so, having some wild adventures, so why don't you tell us about that? Holy shit. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, so, we flew into Alaska, uh, the 49th state, by the way, to which I've been reminded a bunch of times since I've been here, and it's like, no fucking shit, I was born here. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think. We flew into Alaska on Wednesday, technically Thursday morning, got up Thursday, we hiked what we in Washington would consider a mountain, um, but they consider a hill here in Alaska. Um, that's pretty cool. We got to look out over a huge valley and stuff. Took us probably about an hour, hour and a half to hike it. Um, then that was Thursday. Today is what day, Tim? Today's uh, today, today? today still Tuesday. Okay, so we had Friday. We got a Friday. Um, I don't remember what we did Friday. Oh, Friday, we went to a old, dilapidated uh, gold mine called Hatcher's Pass. That sounds um, cool. Independence Mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been going there since I was a little kid. I really enjoy it. It's really cool to go back up and see. You can actually go about 20 feet into an old mine. Um, and actually, one of the families that used to work on that mine now has bought some of the land back. And they are starting a new mine operation up there again um which is pretty cool to see that happening um they still like nobody's like touched the building so they're just like falling apart and like they still have like boxes and crates and like tools and stuff inside of them from like how they left them um so yeah give me one second guys i'll be right back shit can you hear me now good can you hear me now how do you build America's largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Good. 
by never being satisfied. Can you hear me now? Good. Until no matter where you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Your call goes through. Can you hear me now? And we're back. Uh, somehow we lost a connection there. Uh, that might happen a few more times. I think a uh, squirrel like shoot through a wire or something. I that or a moose, but we're getting to that. Um, so there was boxes and like a bunch of shovels and other stuff. Like I was saying uh, before, we got disrupted there. Um, so yeah, we did that, and that was Friday. Woke up Saturday morning, got in a RV. And drove down to Denali, a.k.a. Mount McKinley State Park. Um, run down to Denali, did a six-hour bus ride Sunday morning through Denali. Um, drove back Sunday, um, back down to my dad's house. And woke up Monday, which is yesterday. Decided that we are going to go play some ice climbers and went out to a glacier, the Matanuska Glacier to be more specific. Um, went out onto the glacier, hiked around, jumped over some crevices that probably were like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet deep um, to get further out onto the glacier. Forgot ice shoes and slipped and slid all around the glacier. Um, I got some cool photos of these places I'm talking about that I'll be posting up on this article. Um... It sounds kind of dangerous. Out on the glacier. The glacier is, and you have to sign a liability waiver saying that you will not sue or your your uh, family will not sue when you disappear and they don't find you. Mm-hmm. Um, because every year some people do die out on the glacier. Um, and so you have to sign liability waivers. And it's pretty sketch. And there's nobody really out there to stop you from hurting yourself. So <laughs> and, you, um, and you didn't have the right shoes, so that's awesome. Yeah, and there's even a sign, like, once you get out, like, you have to pay, like, $25 a person to get down. Use this, like, basically, they got, like, a racket going. Like, the glacier's free to go to if you can get to it, mm-hmm. but there's only one road that leads to it, and a family owns it, so they started charging people to use the road. So it's $25 a person to use the road. Dang. And they're the ones that make you sign these liability waivers. And then there's signs once you get down to the glacier that are like, do not go past this point without a tour guide. And you're like, I'm not going to pay $25 to look at a distance from the gl- to the glacier. Like, right. screw that. So you, like, you just walk past the sign and you go out onto the glacier no matter what. Um, so there's probably like 12 of us out in the glacier. Um, and, yeah, so we did that for probably about two and a half hours. We hiked out around the glacier. We saw a huge lake that's inside the glacier. Okay. Um, if you keep going above, like, all these, like, ravines and stuff, like, through the glacier you'll eventually come across a huge lake that's like randomly like melted in the middle of this glacier. And uh, like I said, I've been go- I was born here in Alaska and been doing this glacier thing. I've done it a handful of times. Um, and it's always surprising how much it has shrunk um, since I was last year. Uh, and it's really shrunk this time. So uh, it's a good thing I went out and saw it because who knows if it'll be there next time I come. Um, that brings us to today. Which we go from glaciers to fires. Uh, we were heading out out of Anchorage, Alaska, heading towards Seldotna and Homer and Kenai, Alaska, which are like the big fishing areas, um, up towards Seward. And uh, we uh, randomly got stopped in like this three-hour, four-hour uh, jam where we just didn't move on the freeway oh, for like suck. three and a half hours. And it's blistering hot outside. But the cool thing is, we got to watch military helicopters fly above head, scoop water, and then drop it on the mountain next to us. That's the scary cool. part was, as the hours went on, the helicopters kept started dropping the water closer and closer to the road where we were, and we're like, uh, does that mean the fire is right there? Because you can't go anywhere. So, yeah, like, you couldn't do anything, so, like, you're just stuck there. Um... They eventually closed the road, but we were two people from the front mm-hmm. when they closed it. And they let us go through. So we uh, headed out and continued on past the fire um, three hours later and made it to our destination where I am now live recording in my great aunt's garage. (laughs) So, Tim, what's the weather been in Washington this week? Oh, it's been beautiful, moderate uh, 70s, light cloud cover, a little bit of sun. Perfect, really. 
Oh, that that's awesome because it's been uh, high 70s and no clouds since we've been here. So I am burnt. I that is right. I have gotten a suntan all you over got, my face. You my got arms. burnt on a glacier. That's that's hilarious. I, and yeah. I guess it'd be reflective. Oh, oh! I almost got killed by a Mercedes Benz too. Now let me tell you this story. Okay. So me and my brother, which I got a I got a picture of us out four wheeling, mm-hmm. sent it to you, Tim. Yep, I saw that. We went out four wheeling. And we uh, we went across this road, and we went like twenty feet across on this like ATV trail, mm-hmm. and we stopped. And I was talking to him, and out of nowhere, a Mercedes Benz takes the corner that we just came came across, mm-hmm. takes it ten feet too early, misses us by five feet, comes down like a five foot drop down onto the ATV place, hauls ass, and gets back up on the road drunk driver wow that, like within like 10 feet or like my brother's atv and i'm just standing there going oh shit that sucks i'm glad you didn't get hit yeah so, so you said, that was pretty you, insane you said something about a moose earlier oh that's right so when we were at uh denali aka mount mckinley state park um we came across a moose mm-hmm. a caribou and a golden uh brown bear oh blonde cool. brown bear well, wait, so, wait, is it golden uh, or is it brown? Well, it looks pretty golden, but uh, it, uh, it's actually a brown bear. Um, I guess not. they're not all brown. Who the fuck would have thought of that? Cool. It's called a white bear, but maybe that's racist. Who knows? Maybe confused. Thing. Maybe then the brown bears would have to be considered Mexican bears. Black bears would have to be African-American bears. I'm not really sure how this works in the bear world, but I'm assuming it's a political reference. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so we saw that, we did that, and that brings me today, and my trip is almost over, I'll be back in town just in time for us to record again, um, so yeah, I have about five days left here in Alaska, and I'm not really sure what we're doing, I've heard fishing, and I've also heard that, like, maybe we're only gonna get one day of fishing in. And I've also heard that the fishing for assay licenses are like a hundred bucks. So right. I'm not really sure what I'm doing for the next five days, but I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna spend a hundred bucks to go fishing once. That's pretty expensive. So, I could buy a lot of fish with a hundred yeah. bucks. Exactly. But there has been another thing I've been doing, but we're gonna talk about that here in a minute. So Tim, what have you been playing this week? All right. So I'm still playing uh, Stories: of The Path of Destinies. I'm kind of stuck on the last uh, truth. Um, I accidentally pushed the wrong button at the beginning of the game which put me on a path, and there's no way to exit out of it. Like, I knew I didn't want to pick that choice, but there's no way in the game other than starting the game over to go back. So that kind of sucks. So I have to play out this whole, like, five chapters in this branch that I didn't really want to play. So that kind of frustrated me, and I put it down. Um, I did buy uh, a game for full price on Steam because I read Jorge's Jorge's review on the Button Smashers, and it looks like something I wanted to check out. Sounds like my kind of game. Well, it was his description was enough to make me want to see it. So, I picked okay. I picked up Inside and um, I've been playing it. I'm again I'm kind of stuck in a certain spot where I keep dying. And is it, it? Do you really like it? I do like it. Um, it's very atmospheric. Um, it's not exactly black and white. It's like um kind of that Twilight look where there are colors, but just because it's so dark, everything seems gray. Um, and there's lots of okay. there's lots of layers. It's not exactly 3D, but there's lots of things in the foreground or the background, or whatever. And the mm-hmm. s- sound design is amazing. I've been playing with headphones, like Jorge su- suggested, and I'm glad because there's a lot of really cool ambient sounds um, that really add to nice. like like making you feel like you're in the environment. So this game um, also feels a little more rooted in the real world than um, the last Limbo. Um, Limbo had almost a fairy tale like quality to it. And there okay. is some things going on in this game that are kind of outside the norm. That's really all I want to say, but it still, in a way, feels a little more rooted in reality, if that makes any sense. Um, okay. And yeah, I'm stuck on this one spot where I'm dying horribly and actually quit the game um, right after lunch because I was tired of watching my character die the same horrible way over and over again. Oh, really? But that gave me a chance to start up another game, um, which... I haven't really got past the introduction, but it looks interesting. I got a review code for um, this point-and-click adventure called Bear With Me. 
and you play... Bear with me, I don't know what that game is. So, it's also kind of a black and white... It's not black and white, but it's kind of that noir style, like the detective style. So everything is washed okay. washed out, so it looks black and white. So I played two black and white games back to back, which is kind of funny. Um, but in this case, that's, it's uh, that's pretty rare nowadays. I know it's going for the style of like the old detective movies, you know, like um, I don't know if you know what the Maltese Falcon is or just those old, like they called them noir. Um, but yeah, in this case, the detective is a teddy bear that lives in your closet. And he's, like, retired, and he doesn't want to help you anymore, and he's all gruff, and, of course, his name is Ted hmm. Ted Bear. Um, like I said, I haven't gotten very far, but it's kind of funny having a burnt-out teddy bear be your sidekick. Um, and the point-and-click cool. part's pretty simple. It's pretty much just look at something or talk to it. There's not a whole bunch of confusing commands like pick up or combine. or. Um, so we'll see. Voice acting seems decent so far. I've only seen, like I said, two scenes. Um, but I'm playing that a little bit. And then, of course, throughout my day at work, um, or if I'm stopped somewhere for lunch, I'll pop open Pokemon Go. I'm currently level 9. Nice. And, yeah, I was today I was at GameStop, and there's a Pokestop there, and someone had dropped a lure, so I stayed there a while and picked up, like, five Pokemon. Then went on my way. Nice. Uh, just to, since I was mentioned GameStop, um, I saw they had lots of copy left of Songs of the Deep. Okay, so their their game publishing is not off to a great start. Gotcha. Well, or they just printed a whole ton, so there will definitely be some and used or discounted so, copies. So, how much is it right now? It uh, launched for fifteen, which is reasonable, but I, I think we'll see it go to nine ninety nine. So it's not on sale yet. No, no, it just launched like last week, I think. But they, I know they had tons of uh, peripheral merchandise too, like hats and uh, a deluxe edition, oh, a soundtrack. They had a whole kiosk display thing. It was kind of cute. The other thing I wanted to check out, which is why I actually went there, is um, now that Red Dead Redemption is backwards compatible, I wanted to see what the, I wanted to see what their price was. Sure enough, what is it? Thirty bucks. Holy crap! Right for an old Xbox 360 game. I guarantee you, before the backwards compatibility, it was probably like I don't know anywhere between nine ninety nine to eleven ninety nine. But yeah, yeah, they jacked it back up, so that's pretty funny. But that's wow, that's insane. Pretty much what I've been playing. What about you? So, um, pretty much just Pokemon Go. Okay. Um, do you catch any... Now, uh, what I do have to... I was going to ask, do you catch any what? rare monsters being close to water or anything? I haven't, and that's like nothing I was just going to tell you about, is like, with how spotty my connection is here in Alaska, mm-hmm. you cannot play Pokemon Go unless you have 4G, basically. Hmm. Okay. Or 3G, which 3G is a little bit more reasonable, but it's still pretty much unplayable at that point right um so i haven't really been able to use it out in some of the cool areas i've been like where i'm like oh my god there's gonna be like epic pokemon out here and uh so like denali state park i didn't have connection the whole entire time i was there except for like in the campground and i'm like the freaking pokemon aren't gonna be in the damn campground they're gonna be like up on the trails and stuff like that that you're hiking in like they're not gonna be on the trails and, uh, then when we went, uh, to the glacier, I had no connection, like, an hour into our drive to the glacier, and so there was nothing. Um, the best places I've gone so far to catch Pokemon here in Alaska are Dairy Queen and McDonald's. That makes sense. And we went to, like, one random town on our way to Denali, I can't remember what the name of the town was, like, Kissimmee or something like that. And, like, seven lures were dropped within, like, this tiny, like, block radius. So while everybody else, like, gift shopped, I just stood out in the block and just leveled up until I hit level five. Nice. So I went from two to five, standing in one location. Wow. Yeah, lures really help. Yeah. So it's pretty depressing that, like, it doesn't just base off your GPS, because my GPS still works. But you have to have, like, 4G and, you know so many other little catches that it kind of sucks out here in these rural areas where you just don't have that so although i am currently only on 3g i hear that verizon is not the person to be with if you're in alaska at&t apparently is the connection to be with um and i have heard a lot of pokemon go talk and i've seen a lot of people playing pokemon go 
So I'm assuming that maybe they're on AT&T and it's perfectly fine, but I'm with Verizon and it is not okay here in Alaska. But that I... or maybe they're just slow to this or they're just used to the slow ass internet and they're perfectly fine with it, but I am not. Right. Well, that sucks. So maybe maybe they don't realize it's not supposed to look like uh, Minecraft. I don't know. <laughs> so special edition up there in Alaska. Um, exactly. So Anyways, that's all. Well, actually, hold on. I did pick up another game. Um, I haven't played a whole ton of it, but I did play a little bit. It's called Big Hunter. It's on Android and I believe iOS as well. Um, basically, this is going to sound extremely racist. I am sorry. You are a black African American tribes person from hundreds and hundreds of years ago trying to kill a mammoth and all you have is spears so you can back up and chuck a spear it's kind of like angry birds but with a spear and you're trying to kill a mammoth okay um and it's entertaining um i thought it was fun for about the first half hour my little 11 year old stepbrother or half brother sorry um thinks it's like the coolest thing underneath the fucking sun and has played it to like level 26 and i'm on level five wow i mean it's 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 cool um definitely a younger generation sort of thing it's a lot of i mean it was fun for like the first like like i said like 45 minutes or so um he has obviously gone above and beyond that he probably has a couple hours into it now um which it's cool to have something to connect with him on um but yeah big hunter android ios i actually i know it's on ios because that's all he has so yeah check it out it's uh it's free to play so cool Yep. Anyways, Tim, you ready to head over to our tech talk segment? Yep. Let's talk some tech. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, melt, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it. All right. So um, I got a Kickstarter reward in the mail a couple days ago. I got the Slughouse Bullet, and that is a tiny LED flashlight that is shaped like a 9mm bullet. Oh, that's right. I forgot you got that. Yeah. It looks really cool. Um... But I'm here to tell you the build quality is not that great. Um, uh, snap. They didn't use 9mm casing? Oh, no. No, this is some kind of machined aluminum. Um, uh, that's not the... It's just the gaps are wrong. And, like, I've had to fiddle around with the battery to get it to... It either would not work at all or it would um, flash all the time when it was coming in contact with the sides. So, it, the batteries come wrapped in plastic um, to hold all three together. And... It wasn't working at all, so I took it off, but then it was the batteries were contacting the sides and it was blinking all the time. So I wrapped it again with tape and just had to experiment with the lengths of the tape and where it would connect with the sides. It was this whole thing. It took me about 45 minutes of playing around with it to get it to work finally. And then wow. I put it on my key ring and put it in my pocket. So it turns on by screwing the cap all the way to the end. And then, of course, okay. to turn it off, you unscrew it a little bit. Well, the problem with that is there's not a whole lot of thread, so now it's partially uns okay. unscrewed, bouncing around your in your pocket, and I've already had the whole thing disassembled. And the battery blew up on you? No, no, but the whole thing disassembled, and the top came off in my pocket, and the batteries came out, and fortunately, I didn't lose it, but I could totally see you lose. How much? Uh, how much did you pay for this, Tim? Um, I bought three. Um, and I paid 23 including shipping. Oh. So roughly oh, 750 a piece. Wow. So, I mean, it looks cool. That's, that's it, disheartening. It, it's functional, but it needs a revision. It needs some better, it's, better tooling. It's still prototype? It definitely is a prototype, whether they choose to see it that way or not. I can't quite recommend wow. the Slughouse Bullet. It is cool. I have one left to give as a gift. And I opened the two packages to try to figure out what was going on. So I'm going to give the other one to you. Um, okay, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's neat looking. It's cool. It's just yeah. not quite there yet. It's not what you're expecting. No, it's it's not to my high standards. So Awesome. That brings us to our question for last week, which is, are you playing Pokemon Go? Obviously, we both are. And we will yep. wait for an answer to that question after the break during our new segment. But, okay. Cause I, I don't so, know, but, Tim, but be Go ahead. What's that? Before we head to our Tasty Treats, yep. why should they like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher? 
Um, if you like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher, you will have 4G everywhere instead of crappy spotty 3G because the god, <laughs> the Wi-Fi or cellular gods will smile on you because you did the right thing. How about that? Oh, shit. Yeah, all right. I got you. You haven't liked us and rated us on iTunes, have you? Yeah, they need the like and rate. I, I obviously haven't, so. Well, you got to get on that once you get a better connection. Yeah. Let's, yeah, once I get a better connection, I can like us and rate us on iTunes. I'll never have this issue again. Let's, let's take a break because I need a tasty treat. Okay, man, I will be right back with Tim right after this music break. are back tasty treats in hand so tim let me kick us off sure and then you can go okay i guess this 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 can be a guessing game now oh gosh so i'm in alaska Uh uh-huh it's known for its wilderness its bush and its ice and snow (laughs) so can you take can can you guess what i'm drinking bush ice Cause I, what's that? Bush ice in a can. Nope. That is actually what I was looking for. What did you find? Ice house. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so, um, funny story is I actually went to two different breweries today uh, before we got stuck. Actually, here, let me crack my can. This is probably the most redneck beer we've had on Plug and Play so far. I think so. Um. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, it, that's no uh, Lewitt Brewing. Is it? Um, is it cold at least? It's ice cold. Okay, good. Yeah, no, it's actually you know it's not bad for uh, cheap beer. Um, but what was I gonna say? Um, I went to two different breweries in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um today and i was taken back by how freaking expensive their beer is yeah a how rude their bartenders are b and that they actually bottle other people's beer and bring it in to sell at their places but they will not bottle their beer for you or have it bottled for you to buy in pints um all they will do is sell you a growler and the cheapest growler i found at the two places i went to was twenty dollars for a growler, and you still had to pay for the fill. Wow, that sucks. And I wasn't gonna do that, so I also at that point, when they were being, they were kind of dickheads both places, um, decided to basically say, "Screw you, get back in the RV." And I didn't even stay to have a beer. Um, and the rest of my family's like, "No, you can just stay and have one." I was like, "Nope, I am not supporting this shit. Like, fuck this." Um, so uh, I must say that Alaska breweries are from what i've experienced so far are pretty damn rude and i am very fortunate or we are very fortunate to live where we live with uh awesome beers awesome people and uh you know reasonable pricing yeah Uh, as far as where we live we live in one of the best areas in the world for beer i think yeah i you know i've been 30 dollars in for a ipa with a growler and lord knows we don't me and you don't need more growlers um nope and they didn't have growlettes so i mean shit like i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna spend 30 bucks nope. let's put it this way i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna spend 30 bucks on a beer so um yeah so i am drinking ice house out of an ice pack cooler um i they do sell deschutes here so i have been drinking the deschutes uh hot valley ipa nice. or not hot valley ipa a um the shoots ipa uh fresh squeeze ipa fresh squeeze is good um a lot yeah so 
Anyways, Tim, that is what I'm drinking. What are you up to? I'm about to crack open uh, Terminal Gravity's um, Eagle Cap IPA, which is a seasonal because it's brewed with uh, the melt-off from um, Eagle Cap uh, Wilderness Area. Um, so, Sweet. Yep, melted snow into this glass. And... Cool, not too much head. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Oh, yummy. Um, Terminal Gravity says... That's also what she said. It's packed with citra hops, clean and sturdy malt backbone, and an approachable 6.2 ABV. And it's got 80 IBUs, um, but it hides it pretty well with the malt. So it's hmm. it's good. Um, Sweet. Yeah, kind of a citrus aftertaste there. I like it. But you know what that means now. Nice. I do. Do you? Yep. It's time to kick it. Sweet. After 102 episodes, Tim finally got it wrong a few weeks ago. Uh, and now he's redeeming himself. threw me off. So, um, for my... Yeah. My kick, it's actually an Indiegogo, though. So, um, my... Ah, uh, shit. But my family's what had a I problem. Um, I, I live in an Apple family. I'm the last Android holdout. That is your problem right there. You should probably get rid of your family. <laughs> that was Zach who said that. Um, so... <laughs> I, uh, huh? Apple builds their char charging cables to, I swear, break after two months. So... This company... Um, it doesn't surprise me, it's Apple. Yeah, so this company, ASAP Connect, has a pretty ingenious solution to it, and it also um, solves many other problems you didn't even know you had. So I'm going to go ahead and let the video roll, like explain a little bit. That's the sound of your phone connecting to a charger. It's the sound of relief, knowing you are still connected to the world. Connecting and disconnecting your phone from a charger should be a simple, seamless task, but it isn't. We've all been there, frustrated at our cables for any number of reasons. Despite cable tips becoming smaller, they haven't evolved to become any easier to connect, until now. Presenting the future of USB cables, ASAP Connect. Featuring rare earth neodymium magnets with 18 karat gold plating, ASAP Connect will change the way you interact with your USB devices forever. Featuring the world's first reversible cable on both the phone end and charger end. It works by inserting the tip to the phone and the cable magnetizes onto the tip instantly, meaning you can effortlessly connect when you only have one hand free or in a hurry to head out or even in the dark. You no longer have to worry about your devices getting damaged. ASAP Connect even helps you retrieve your phone from hard to reach places. We've designed two tips, one for micro USB devices, such as Android phones, mini cameras and speakers. The other is for Apple products. We've removed the weakness of your traditional Apple Lightning connector tip, which snaps off easily by combining the tip and base into one piece. We call this the Alpha Connector. One of the engineering hurdles in designing ASAP Connect was its compact size. By condensing the technology down to the size of a fingertip, we're able to make sure that it's compatible with all phone cases. In creating a new standard for USB cables, we have performed the most stringent quality control tests combined with superior materials to really challenge the user's expectations of what a state-of-the-art USB cable should be. We've spent the past two years working closely with one of the world's largest USB cable manufacturers. We're a team of disruptors from Sydney to LA who believe that users should be the creators of products, not large corporations seeking profit over practicality. We've created the final prototypes and delivered samples to dozens of major tech publications worldwide through your help, combined with the magic of Indiegogo, we hope to bring ASAP Connect to life and unleash the future of USB cables today. So yeah, you get these uh, magnetic tips that you put into the charging dock, and then the rest of the cable is flat and attaches to that magnetically, 
and you don't have to fumble for the hmm. for the connection. You can literally in the dark kind of fling it at your phone, and it'll it'll click on because of the magnet. And in the video, it's hard to see, but they described finding your phone. And what was happening was the lady was like holding her cable down in a crack for her bed, and it picked up the phone mm. from the floor. So it's pretty st- oh, that's cool. pretty strong magnet. And then also because it's a magnet, if you were like charging or something, and someone walked by and hit the cable, it would just snap apart, and you wouldn't you know break your phone or break that cable. So oh nice, I, that's awesome. I think that's a pretty cool product. Um, so maybe you can keep your family now. Right. Also, because the way it's designed, the cable can interface with either um, the stupid Apple Lightning connector or a okay. USB because it's flat at the tip, and what matters is which um, corresponding tip is plugged into your phone, and it just stays in the phone, which I imagine mm. might give you a little tiny bit of waterproofing too, possibly. I don't know. Um, so I think it's a cool idea. It looks really cool in the video, um, which you can't see, but hopefully you, listening to it, you could at least sort of understand. Um, you can get one. Or you'll go check it out. Yep, you can get one set and a tip uh, for $15. Um, and wait, that's not right. Yep, either uh, micro SP or um, Apple or Alpha. Sorry, 19 is for the um, the Apple uh, Lightning. It's not the Alpha because there's so many damn Apple tips. Uh, Alpha, Omega. I don't even know. Um, Centurion. So the one I'm Dogma. the one I'm seriously thinking about for my family is the triple pack, which is fifty seven bucks, which is three cables, three. T- Holy shit! Well, do you know how much freaking Apple cables are? Just normal Apple cables? Yeah, I do. They're like over hundred bucks sometimes. Uh, they're like thirty a piece. Um, if you buy them, oh, that's you, not bad. Well, yeah, but three of them that's ninety bucks. So if I can get three of these for fifty seven, I'm happy because uh, maybe these go to Android. You'll just get you know. Uh, I've I've still got Android. Like 90 I still have Android cables from my last phone. These things never break. It's the stupid Apple ones I'm yep. having to replace. But fifty seven bucks for three. I got three Apple people in my family. I can shut up about losing the cables. Hopefully, although they probably find some way to lose the magnet. I don't know. But anyway, it's a really cool product. Um, check it out on Indiegogo, not Kickstarter. And it is, once again, called the ASAP Connect. A-S-A-P. That's my kick it. Sweet. What you got? All right, Tim. I'm going to need some help with this one because, as you know, I am struggling with a connection here. Okay. Um, well, hopefully you'll be but, able to download the video and play it here. The Swiftpoint Z is the world's first gaming mouse that lets you pivot, tilt, and roll. While most mice live in the level playing field of the X and Y plane, this mouse lets you lift off into the Z axis. We've also invented a brand new way of clicking buttons. It means you can access dozens of different button actions while barely moving your fingers. And the Z even knows how hard you click with tactile feedback. We built in an accelerometer, gyroscope, linear actuator and pressure sensors to unleash what we think will be the biggest leap forward in mouse technology since it was first invented 50 years ago. Whether you're a gamer, a designer or even a power desktop user, the Z will let you interact with your computer in a faster, more precise and highly intuitive way. The Z is the first gaming mouse that lets you pivot, tilt and roll. It knows when it's on the table and when it's in the air, bringing a whole new dimension of control to the mouse. With the mouse on the surface, you can tilt left and right for fast mode changes without using your fingers. You can assign any action to tilt, like leaning, crouching or reloading, or use it as a modifier key on the mouse buttons and keyboard without actually having to press a key. When playing a game that involves driving, use tilt to take direct analog control of the steering wheel. We've designed adjustable, replaceable feet that can make the tilt easier or harder, or set a large or small tilt angle, or you can lock out tilt altogether. The Z also knows when the mouse is pivoting left or right. This gives you a huge competitive advantage in many first or third person shooters. You can run straight ahead and at the same time look left and right with analog control, the same way as you would with a VR headset. It provides tactile feedback, so you know when you're facing forward or looking to the side. Just like Tilt, you can assign any action or modifier to a pivot. Everything is configurable. For in-air gestures, lift the mouse off the surface 
Now you have direct analog control of pitch, roll, and yaw. Use this for the ultimate control in flight sims or for direct camera control in spectator mode. Many mice pack in additional buttons around the thumb grip and all over the device, but we've figured out a new way of clicking that means you can have more buttons and they are effortless to click. No finger or thumb contortions required. We've created something we call straight finger clicking and our test users just love it. The Z has a new type of trigger button that can be used by simply straightening your fingers slightly and then clicking all while you're still gripping the mouse as normal with your fingers poised on the main left and right click buttons. They are so easy to click that you can use them for actions you do often like reloading, jumping or crouching. We call them trigger buttons because you can actually pull them like a trigger as well. These two buttons are in effect four buttons. We've also added adjustable fingertip buttons that can be accessed with very little finger movement. Combine pivot and tilt with trigger and fingertip buttons to effortlessly access 48 single-click actions while barely moving your fingers. Needless to say, the Z makes the ultimate MMO mouse. In a game like World of Warcraft, you can also use tilt left or right to easily switch between action bars and access different skills. The trigger buttons and fingertip button positions are all tunable, and the Z even knows how hard you click. We call it deep click. You configure the amount of force that suits you and the Z gives you tactile feedback to let you know it's activated. You can also use deep click in an analog mode to have direct throttle control or speed when driving, flying or running. In a first person shooter, right click to bring up your scope, click deeper to zoom in, then deeper again to hold your breath and steady your sights. Now, take the shot. For games that have light and heavy attacks, use normal click for a light attack or click harder to launch a heavy attack. And we didn't stop there. We also wanted to make the most ergonomic multifunctional mouse in the world. We know that gamers don't want to worry about batteries or wireless reliability and latency. So while we made it wired, we also eliminated the issue of cable drag by building a brushed aluminum cube into the mouse mat for perfect positioning of the cord right off the desk surface. We wanted to make the Z the easiest mouse to configure. We added an OLED screen, and as the Z knows its orientation, lifting it to look at the screen automatically puts it into configure mode to swiftly change profiles or DPI. We trialed hundreds of prototypes to reach what we believe is the best shaped mouse ever built. The main click buttons have been flattened so that when you click, you are opposing the desk surface with no chance of nudging the mouse and we've balanced the mouse so that when you lift it, the weight is evenly distributed between your thumb, ring, and little finger. We've integrated the latest state-of-the-art gaming sensor, the PixArt PMW3360, from 200 CPI to 12,000 CPI, and max acceleration of 50G. And of course, we have the glowing RGB LED. Two years ago, we launched the GT Mobile Mouse on Kickstarter. And thanks to the amazing support from the Kickstarter community, we were able to bring this revolutionary device to life. Two years later, the design of the Z is now complete, and the result has far exceeded our expectations. We are ready for tooling and production, and now we just need your help to kick it off. Every day, our user testers come up with radical new ways to use the Z. We hope you will join us on this journey. I do got that. So, as you guys just heard, I'm talking about the Z, the most advanced gaming mouse ever made. Uh, the thing that caught my eye, Tim actually brought this to my attention because I was stuck in a wildfire today running for my life. And then I had to find Smokey the Bear and choke him out to death. Um, but the thing that caught my eye is the tilt. Um, so you can actually physically tilt this uh, mouse left and right, um, helping you lean out or uh, peek around a corner in an FPS game which would be uber sweet instead of having to use a key with another key held down you literally just tilt the mouse and it does that you can pivot the uh, mouse and you can assign any action or modifier to the pivot or tilt function mm -hmm. um, it also has pitch roll and yaw which means that uh, when you lift the mouse off of your keyboard or your keypad or blah, 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 blah. when you lift the mouse off of the mouse pad 
um, it actually recognizes that it's not on a surface anymore and you then can use uh, that forward and backward motion left and right rolling motion um, and up and down motion for uh, aircrafts like in battlefield um, stuff like that like a helicopter um, especially and then you just yeah like a helicopter um, and then just use like uh, other specified keys on the keyboard for your thrust or your lift um, and Z for the pitch um, so instead of doing that you can just do all of this you can lift it up to uh, raise your helicopter up mm-hmm. um, tilt it forward to go forward obviously back left right um, all the cool stuff if you I hear if you spin it hundred or 360 degrees you can probably do a barrel roll do a barrel roll epic Exactly, um, it has fifty clickable button actions while barely. So moving a when finger. you get when you get internet um, connection again, you need to check out this little GIF file where he literally goes through um, pushing fifty different buttons in about ten seconds. That's or, insane. Or combinations. It's it, I've never seen a mouse with that many buttons. That's insane. That does include um, that does include things like pivoting right as far as a you know a button, but still. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they also have deep click with tactile feedback, which means that you can also set the left and right buttons, um, fingertip buttons on the top, to the sensitivity that you want. So if you just want to barely touch it, um, you can make that a click. Or if you want to really push down on it, you can program your mouse to recognize that as a click. Um, so it's very 100% customizable. Um, it's also good for designers um, because of all the different things you can uh, incorporate into the mouse instead of having to flip around to different tools. You can program the keys to do what you need them to do. Um, there's no lag, no drag. Um, so basically, it is wired, but it has like its own mouse pad that it comes up to, which has a smaller ma- uh, wiring unit off of it that runs to your actual computer um it's really cool um it has a brush aluminum cable management that comes with it um ergonomical um for accuracy it's got a oeld uh display on the side of it it's got rgb lighting it's got uh obviously it's got the braided cable which has become pretty standard now in gaming mouse controllers um, 2 million click rated switches with deep click for analog control. It's got the thumb button, thumb and finger rubber grips. It's got uh, pixel art, optical sensor resolution 212,000 DPI and max acceleration 50G. Um, it's got finger buttons to adjustable to keep them right at your fingertips. Deep click for analog control as well. Push and pull trigger buttons with a reciprocal cap to position perfectly for your grip style. Um, so this thing is pretty freaking awesome. Yep. Um, I can't wait to check it out. I'm hoping I can convince my wife, even though we have a thing coming up here in Christmas... Um, maybe I can get in on this and get rid of that Logitech I've been rolling for the past few years. Now, Tim, I have lost all internet connection. I cannot re- read the reward levels, okay. so I'm going to need you to take that over, bud. Sure. So, the er, Super Early Bird special's gone. That was $139. That says it's $90 okay. off of MSRP, so that means it's going to retail for $230? 210 $230. Oh, $230. Um, the er- I'm doing Alaska math here, bro. The, er- the early bird special is still available with 548 left out of 1500 at 149 Next tier up, if that sells out, is 159 And then wow. the normal like Kickstarter level is 169 which is still $60 off MSRP. Um, estimated delivery, by the way, is December 2016. Okay, so that would run into some problems for me, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top tier is not that amazing i mean it's good but um it's the z team pack it's 680 dollars, and you get five limited edition kickstarter packs with all accessories that's not very good you save 465 dollars, so it's almost half off but yeah um nine people have already bought that huh. so shit yeah all right well cool i guess if you got like a dota, um, dota team or something you want everybody to have it that makes sense I guess that's very true. Yeah, or World of Warcraft team, or you know something. 
So yeah, that's our kickets. Which brings us to right, game, game industry news, events, and game releases. Which I'm guessing I will be reading since you have internet. So earlier, I don't have internet. <laughs> I can read game releases. Oh, okay, cool. I'll let you take over that. I've got a couple things to say about a couple of them. Um, so okay. earlier we asked you if you're playing Pokemon Go, and I'm gonna go ahead and answer for you and say yes, you are because Pokemon Go is basically taken over the internet, and it's not even released everywhere like Japan or Canada yet. Um, <laughs> it has out. It's being used more than um, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, for one day, it ranked higher in searches than porn. Um, the average player is using Pokemon Go for an average of 43 minutes a day. That's more than WhatsApp, Instagram, or Snapchat. And if wow. if you were walking 43 minutes a day um, for one day every day of the week, you'd be burning 1,500 calories for women or 1,800 calories for men, um, which is almost you like a whole day's worth of um, suggested food. So if people, there's some people out getting their their fit on using this. That's pretty cool. So that's epic. Um, this article also. Yeah, take that, mom and dad. You always said I was gonna get fat playing video games. Fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, um, the article goes on and shows the different kilometers it takes to hatch different eggs and why people are walking. But we already knew that. Um, see the last thing this article. Hey, I got an egg. So uh, they looked at like trending and Twitter things like uh, Brexit, Euro 2016. And Pokemon Go just like smoked them all as far as like what people are talking about on Twitter. So even when people are using Twitter, they're just using it to talk about Pokemon Go. So, wow, Pokemon Go is the game to play right now, even if you're not really what you consider a gamer. Um, today now, as we record, did you oh, hold on? Hold on. Huh? Okay. Okay. Did you hear about uh, Matt? Was it? Uh... It was uh, Times Square or wherever the hell that was. They dropped that rare Pokemon. There was a stampede and people actually got hurt at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there was, there was like, fights breaking out and shit. Like, there's a YouTube video of, like, a dude, like, trying to catch this, like, rare Pokemon. And somebody, like, grabs him by the back of his shirt and, like, yanks him on the ground. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm waiting for the first Pokemon murder. I mean, there's so many people playing. You're going to have idiots. There's another dead body found. I think we're up to three dead bodies found. And we found a gun, uh, well, we didn't, but we found a gun near our house, Tim. Yep, pretty close to where we live. Someone found so. a gun in the field. There's going to be more. Yep. Someone left a note on someone's uh, shed saying they broke in not to steal anything but because a Pokemon was hiding in there. <laughs> people, are idiots. people are idiots, man. Um, Sorry, I broke into your house. I think two, I, uh, people I fell off a cliff bad, two people fell off a cliff chasing Pokemon. I mean, people are going out. At, people are going out at night, and they're not looking where they're going. They're looking at their phones. I if there hasn't been a traffic death already, there's going to be. I, wow! I think Pokemon destroying American lives. Yep. But hey, one fat kid at a time. But hey, eighteen hundred calories a week. Yeah, I mean, if you don't die from something, I mean, then that's great. Yep. So. Anyways, moving on, Tim. Yep. Today, um, as we record, there was a world premiere trailer for Batman, the Telltale series. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and roll that here, if you can grab it later. Bruce, you can't keep doing this. Step out of the shadows. Don't let tombstones be your family legacy. I know you're trying to create a myth. Just remember, there is room for Bruce and Batman inside that suit. For too long, this city has burned with corruption and greed. And with Bruce's help, a vote for Harvey Dent is a vote to finally put your foot down. Vicki Vale, reporter for the Gotham Gazette. Is the Dent campaign soliciting votes from Gotham's biggest crime family? Money gets money. I can get Harvey the mayor's seat, or I can pull it out from under him. Your father despised men like Falcone. No one has ever managed to bring him down. I haven't tried yet. Come on! 
A fire is heading this way. You must show the world the true nature of a Wade. Sometimes I think this whole city is a crime scene. A revolution is knocking on Gotham's door. When this whole thing starts, make sure you're on the right side. Well then, time to save the city. And um, it looks really cool. It looks like the uh, same palette and kind of celsiated art style as the game we loved last year, the our game of the year. Um, nice. Uh, which is the name escaping me at the moment. Tales from Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. Man. But it's Batman. I mean, how cool is that? And there's definitely some familiar sounding voice actors in there as well. And uh, the production looks really great. Um, I think they got their A team working on this one. I know they have more than one team. That's awesome. They have more than one team going on. And I'm fine with them letting the B team take care of uh, the Minecraft while uh, the, the Walking Dead, or that too. Sure, as long as uh, the A team gets Batman, I'm, I'm cool with that. But it looks great. Yep, can't wait to play it August second. Sweet. I'm excited to uh, watch this as I download this clip later on, as I don't have internet right now. Yep. I mean, there's been a teaser trailer, but this is the first full length uh, trailer, and it looks great. Um, so Nintendo awesome. came out of the blue, um, I'm not sure what day, it was earlier this week, and announced the NES Classic Edition. Did you hear about this? Uh, I heard about it, but again, could not look at it. Okay, so it looks like the original NES, the, the Nintendo Entertainment System, I almost said Super, I didn't mean to, the little gray box with it the, the lid. super awesome, is what you were trying to say. The lid that flips open like a toaster or whatever. Um, so it's a box, it's probably running Raspberry Pi or some other little computer in there. It's got two uh, slots in the front to plug in controllers, and I guess awesome. there's some Wii U controllers that will work with it, but they will also sell you, hmm. um, I think it comes with one, and they'll sell you another one separately if you want. It's styled like the original NES controller with the blade, the gray and black scheme and the red buttons, and it has an H Sweet. HDMI out, so that's cool, um, and it comes with, that's awesome. comes with 30 games, um, and oh, wow. they're good games. Um See if I can find a list. Oh, okay. I'll run down the list for you really quick. Balloon Fight, Bubble Bobble, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, Dr. Mario, Excite Bike, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream, Star Tropics, Super C, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, Tecmo Bowl, The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That's wow. a pretty solid list of games. Like they picked they, I think I'm gonna have to buy this. Like there's been some Atari compilations before where they put all the Atari games inside of a like the Atari controller basically. But they were all yeah. like crappy ones or there wasn't that many or they split them up. This it gives you almost all the games, the main games that you would probably want. Now, the crappy thing... This would be epic. I think I'm going to buy this for 60 bucks. Um, it looks like it's just slightly bigger than, like, your hand. Um, it's really small. It's very cute. The bad thing is, is I don't think you can really add anything to it. Like, you just get those 30 games. There's no memory slot. That's... That's fine with me. So, it looks pretty cool. Um, you can get, it says here, the additional controllers uh, for just 10 bucks. And I'm, won Sweet. I'm wondering if you could actually use that on a Wii U, because it's the same connection. Hmm. So I might want the controller even if I don't buy the system. So anyway, that looks pretty cool. And we haven't heard anything about this. It just kind of came out of the blue. And Nintendo's like, oh, and by the way. Yeah, so. Oh, by the way, this is the NX. Yeah, this is the NX. We're done. We're just doing mobile games after this. I saw a really funny, exactly. I saw a really funny picture of... Uh, it said, uh, Nintendo releases... Uh, Mario Kart Go, and it showed like twenty car. <laughs> it showed like tw a car crash. Twenty car pileup, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. All right, we ready for game releases, there, Tim? Yep, because I need to drink more beer. All right, so coming out on Monday, July eighteenth, Earth Defend Defense Force four point one: The Shadow of New Despair PC. July nineteenth, I am Setsuna PC PS four. Neverwinter, PS4. So, hang on a second there. Sword? 
Neverwinter is oh is, shit. No, Neverwinter is like a free to play Dungeons and Dragons game. That looks um, kind of like Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, sort of. Oh really? Um, but more dragons, Dungeons and Dragons. The characters look a little more generic. Um, but it looks a, like a pretty full featured MMORPG um, for free, and you don't have to be a plus subscriber. Like you get, you can play online. I, it seems without plus. I'm if I'm reading it right. Wow. Like the well, they'd have to be running their own servers. It says Neverwinter is free to play for all PS4 players. PlayStation Plus is not required. This means that all nine expansions and eight classes are yours to explore. All you need to do is head to PlayStation Store and download Neverwinter. Um, blah blah blah. You get two free character slots, which means you don't have to stick with one class. I'm guessing if you want more than two, you'd have to pay for that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of exciting if you're into that kind that's of game. That's awesome. So yeah, keep going. Sweet. Sword Coast Legends, PS4. Killstrain, PS4. 10 Second Ninja X, PS4. Vita, cross by baby. Cast of the Seven Godsends, Redux, PS4. Not PS4. Lifeless Planet Premier Edition, PS4. Moon Hunters, PS4. Orc Slayer, PS4. Let me say we have not said one Xbox One game yet. July 20th, Ninja Pizza Girl, PS4. <laughs> Xbox One. Xbox One, what you get Ninja Pizza Girl. That? Enjoy that. You get Ninja Pizza Girl. Alright guys, let's get back over to what really matters. Obliteracers, PS4. July 21st, Spy Chameleon, PS4, Vita, Cross Buy. July 22nd, Starbound, Linux, Max, and PC. Have you heard anything that about Starbound? Is what is coming up? I have not heard anything about Starbound. I'm going to look up Spy Chameleon too since it's Cross Buy, and that's always cool. But... Um, the only other thing I wanted to touch on was Lifeless Planet. I believe I'm getting a review code, so I'll be able to talk about that one in the future. Sweet. So, um, so that brings us to the end of this week, guys. Um, episode 102 in the audio file, I guess? Hopefully. Not we'll really know, sure we'll know in a goes. second. Yep, exactly. So, that brings us to this week's question. We always leave you guys with a question. This week's question is, are you still interested in playing Nintendo's older games? Or are you more interested in what's next? Um, I still love playing the old games, but I'm also interested in what's next for uh, Zelda and uh, you know Mario. Um, other than that, I love the old stuff, and I'm still interested in playing it. I'm probably picking up that console. What about you, Tim? Um, I've bought a lot of their games. I'm frustrated that i have some on the, my wii some on my wii u some on my 3ds the the old you know emulated games it'd be nice to have them all yeah. in one account um i do play them from time to time especially my favorites but i gotta say i'm probably more interested in in, in new new games even if they're like you know mario kart like iterations like stuff that we've seen before I, i'm kind of more interested yeah. in what's next okay so that's this week's question, guys. As always, you guys can head over to PlugandPlayCast.com. Check out all of our social media handles, Facebook.com forward slash PlugandPlayShow, Instagram and Twitter at PlugandPlayCast, YouTube.com forward slash PlugandPlayGamer, and as always, check us out at PlugandPlayGamer.com, TheButtonSmashers.com, and check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Plugin. All the rest of them can all be found over at PluginPlayCast.com. That's where you guys can get the details on where to connect with us. Um, let your voice be heard. And until episode 103, when I'm back in my own house, not sweating to death in a freaking hot garage where I'm supposed to be freezing in Alaska, and I don't have 3G anymore, don't forget to prime and shine.